You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome to the Collegian Week in Review. Here are your hosts, Maddie Welsh and Lauren Scott. Welcome back to the Collegian Week in Review, where we give you an inside look into Michigan's oldest college newspaper. We're your hosts, Maddie Welsh and Lauren Scott. And today we'll be talking to Christian Peck Dimmitt about Charger men's basketball, Michaela Estruth about her trip to Frankenmuth, Michigan this past weekend, Michael Bachman about the degrees of ARN, which is a study that the math club did to see how connected different students are at Hillsdale, and then we'll cover some of the top stories in the Collegian from this week. This is Maddie, and I'm here with Christian Peck Dimmitt, the associate editor of the Collegian. He also is the beat reporter for men's basketball at Hillsdale. So, Christian, tell us what's going on in the world of men's charger basketball right now. Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time I'm on uh, with you guys talking about the uh, the basketball team this year. Uh, it's It's been great and honestly surprising. Uh, obviously, I had an All-American, Pat Cartier, on the team last year. He transferred away. Uh, technically graduated and grad transfer uh, and kind of out of nowhere the team's been excellent they were in the top 10 for a while as high as I think four and now uh, dropped to 11 after a loss a couple of weeks ago a couple of wins this past weekend and now at nine again so they've really just been excellent all year long what changed to get them back up in the top 10 uh, so essentially when you're when you're in the top 15 or so uh, one loss is gonna kind of do do a lot of damage to like your resume, so to speak. So they they had only one loss prior to that. So once you're up there, it's kind of just you win and you stay where you are, unless someone ahead of you loses. And essentially, they just had one tough road loss, and that's all it takes to drop you. I think it was three spots. So tell me about the game that this specific story is about. Uh, so was on these these past two games from this weekend, so it was a Thursday and a Saturday. That's usually the loadout that they have is a game on Thursday and Saturday. Uh, they were away or they were home rather on Thursday against Cedarville and essentially uh, did a lot of damage to their their hope for the conference title. Hillsdale leads the conference right now in the GMAC and Cedarville had four losses at the time and. and that that fifth loss was kind of a punch in the mouth and did a lot for Hillsdale and then a they went to Northwood and just kind of smeared them up and down the court. It was it was I think a thirty point win in the end of the day. What's next for Charter basketball? So a lot of big things actually. So as I mentioned uh, a minute ago, the Chargers are leading the GMAC right now. However, it's not a super safe lead. There's six games left on the Chargers schedule, and they lead the conference by a game and a half. A half game being that uh, they've played a game more uh, than other teams in the conference just because of scheduling issues, and they won that game, so a, a half game lead. And they've got a game and a half lead over Lake Erie, a two and a half game lead over Walsh, and then also a two and a half game lead over Ashland. Those three teams, Lake Erie, Walsh, and Ashland, are their next three opponents. All of them are at home. Ashland tonight. Uh, Ashland Thursday, rather, uh, on February 2nd, uh, so a little bit before this airs, and then Walsh next Thursday, and Lake Erie next Saturday. So huge games that will more or less determine the, the outlook of the conference as we head to the postseason. Thank you for coming on, Christian. As always, it's a pleasure. 
You're listening to the Collegian Week in Review. This is Lauren, and I'm here with Michaela Estruth, an assistant news editor at the Collegian. She wrote a story about how she visited Frankenmuth with some of her friends and compared it to Hogsmeade, which is apparently related to Harry Potter. Michaela, tell me a little bit about this trip and the experience that you had. SAB organized this event to Frankenmuth, but my friends and I decided to drive by ourselves because we didn't want to wake up early and catch the bus that SAB was was driving. And so we left around 9.30, 10 a.m. It was a little over two-hour drive, and so we got there and we were really hungry, uh, but we had to wait a while for the the brewery to open, or it was open, but it was extremely busy, and so we had to wait for our reservation. So we just got to walk around and explore the town. It's super small. Like We didn't have to drive anywhere. Very crowded. It's basically a Christmas town, so there's lots of ice sculptures, ice skating, snow sculptures that are ginormous, um, and lots of cute little, little independent shops and coffee shops and food shops, and you can just kind of get lost in there for hours. Butterbeer, chocolate frogs, birdie bots, every flavor beans. Classic candies sold and Hogsmeade capture the tongues of young witches and wizards. Why did you choose to make this sentence the lead in your story? Leading up to the trip, lots of students were looking at pictures of Frankenmuth and were saying it looks like Hogsmeade, which is a town that Harry in Harry Potter that all the students visit right around Christmas time. So those that lead is a bunch of things that are sold in that town, like different drinks, different candies that the students were. It was classic candies and classic things that they bought during every single annual trip to Hogsmeade. And so when students were comparing the layout or the look of Frankenmuth to Hogsmeade, that's how the idea got in my head. And then as I was there, it just felt kind of like a separate world, a little magical block of just sheer happiness and good food and laughter and lots of really cute aesthetic places. And so I decided to just use that analogy kind of throughout the article because I felt like a lot of people would understand what I was talking about, connect to the story, and be excited by a place that they've read in fiction that I actually got to go to. Would you say this town felt like Christmas? It felt very Christmassy, especially one aspect of it. One aspect of Christmas that's one of my favorites is getting these roasted nuts at a Christmas tree farm that I go to at home. And they're cashews, pecans, almonds, all covered in cinnamon, brown sugar, just such sweet goodness. And I look forward to them every year. And they were there in Frankenmuth. They were basically on every street corner and in every little candy shop imaginable. And the smell just slams you in the face. Like you cannot avoid it. And it's so, they're just amazing. You have to try them. And I felt like I was reliving Christmas. I know that a lot of students had to sacrifice a lot of time to make this trip. Do you think they thought it was worth it? The students that I talked to said it was definitely worth it. SAB intentionally planned this early on uh, the last weekend in January so that hopefully we didn't have tons of work and that we could sacrifice a day. And students said that, especially what my friends noticed, is making ourselves just have a full day where we physically couldn't do homework because we couldn't do it in the car or while we were there was super helpful because it just felt like we actually had a weekend and we actually had fun instead of 
feeling like the work just kind of continues into the weekend and then all of a sudden it's Monday again. What's the value in taking time to visit a majestic town like this, especially Hillsdale students who are usually pretty busy, but just beyond having a good time, why do you think it's good to take a day just to have fun sometimes? I think it's important because what lots of people say after they graduate is that Yes, what you're studying here is important and good and ultimately why we're here, but the memories that stick with you afterwards are the spontaneous fun moments, are the friendships that last a lifetime. And my friends and I were realizing that a lot of our memories were, while wonderful, happening in the library and we really just wanted a sweet memory that had nothing to do with school and just us spending time together. And so this was a perfect opportunity for us to really practically execute that and give ourselves a wonderful day and a wonderful memory that we would look back to. And we're already talking about, we need to do this more. We need to go to Ann Arbor or do a different trip somewhere else because ultimately we all feel more rested after it. And we know that we're closer friends and enjoy one another's company beyond just talking about the stressful paper we have due tomorrow. Thank you for joining, Michaela. Yes, thanks for having me. The Collegian Week in Review continues. This is Maddie, and I'm here with Michael Bachman, the assistant features editor of The Collegian. And this week he wrote a very interesting story about a study that the math club did called Degrees of Arn. So, Michael, tell me a little bit about this study and what the story is. Yeah, so the math club wanted to just see how interconnected campus is. And there's a famous saying like everyone is six degrees away from Kevin Bacon. So they applied that same logic to Hillsdale to see what degree of separation every student is from one another. And the, they found that we are all, or 96% of students are two degrees or less um, away. And they also found that the average student knows about 40% of campus, which is about 700 students. How did they come to these conclusions? They did the study um, in two parts. The first was they tabled in the union. They randomly generated 15 students in the directory. And then uh, students would just stop by at the table in the union and say whether or not they knew the randomly generated students. And they had 32 students stop by for that. And from that study, they found Each student knew about 39.2% of campus, either by sight or by name. And then later on, they randomly generated 200 students from the directory. And they put every all of the students into a survey and sent the survey out to those 200 students. And each student had to say whether or not they knew the other students in the survey and 45 of the students responded. And they knew about 40% each. So in total, it was about 75 students who knew 40% of the students that they were shown. You talked to some of the people from the math club who did this research. What did they have to say about the conclusions? Did they expect those conclusions or not? Um, Well, first of all, the math club is really cool. Um, I just wanted to say that. I love you, math club. Um, And they, I spoke to the 
club president, Jack Graham, and also the secretary, Emily Balsba. And Jack was surprised by the results because um, he felt that when he was looking over the randomly generated students, he didn't know 40% of them. But Emily was like, yeah, that makes sense. So they were not, they weren't, they weren't flabbergasted by the results, I would say. Are there some people who are more known than other people on campus? Yes. So according to the math club, the most known person is Eamon Weed. 75% of respondents in the second survey said that they knew him. Um, sophomore Matt Byrne was the second most known student. I think he had 71% of respondents say that they knew him. And then the third most known student was Joe Coleman, who's a senior, and he was like 65%. Are there any people who know a lot more people than other people know? Yes. Um, senior Rachel Harvey knew 75% of the randomly generated students. And when I met with her, she was just, she said she was in complete shock. She was like, I feel like I don't know that many students, but she then told me that she sits at the fireplace a lot in the union and everyone's always walking by. So that's how she's gotten to meet a lot of people. And I think that was kind of a theme that a lot of people I talked to said that we spend so much time up the hill, Hillsdale students, because one, our campus is small, so there's only a few places to be. And even the students who live off campus are so close that we socialize a lot up the hill. So you're just always bumping into people in Saga, in the library, in AJ's, and it makes it really easy to get to know 700 students. How well known do you think you, Michael Bachman, are on this campus? I think I am mid-level to high level known mostly just because i work at aj's so i you know you see a lot of students that way what do you think this study and the results of it say about hillsdale's campus culture at large i think this speaks volumes to um how intentional our campus is and how people oriented relationship oriented conversation oriented that we are as a campus that the average student knows about 40 percent of campus granted we are a small campus so it's really not that hard to get to know students but i think that that the results speak volumes about you know the character and quality of hillsdale students any other interesting facts about this story that you didn't get to include in the piece um well, I didn't get to include the graphics, graphic of the chart that showed the degrees of separation. It was like a circle graph with all the different people who responded on the outskirts or the perimeter of the circle. And then there was lines connecting each student who knew every other who knew other students. And it was just crazy. You could see like which students knew the most people because they had a ton of lines. And then you could see off in the outskirts, the students who weren't as popular and only knew a few people. Um, so that was really interesting to look at. Um, another fact, this was in the article, but I thought this was interesting. About 10% of the students you know 
don't know who you are, which I, that's kind of sad. Um, that's about 105 people who you know don't know who you are. Um, um, what else? There is a lot of stuff. I just can't remember it. The math club, like I said, is super interesting and very funny. And they were showing me a lot of just like the graphs and the numbers and just regaling me with anecdotes about, you know, compiling the study and whatnot. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Michael. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. And thank you to the math club, my favorite club on campus. This is the Collegian Week in Review. This is Maddie, and here are some of the top headlines in the Collegian this week. Matthew Spaulding, the dean of the Hillsdale's Van Andel Graduate School of Government, accepted a position on the board of trustees at the new College of Florida. Appointed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on January 6th, Spaulding will advise the college on its transformation into a classical liberal arts school. The college purchased four off-campus houses from Vice President and General Counsel Robert Norton, which will be available as on-campus housing for fall 2023. The Associate Dean of Women, Stephanie Gravel, said the college intends to honor Norton's leases with current residents until the end of May. But in the spring, students will apply for the new housing like they would for dormitories. Something near and dear to our hearts at Radio Free Hillsdale, the Radio Free Hillsdale will move to a new location in the Stanton building this year. General Manager Scott Bertram said it's roughly triple the space that we have right now. This is significant. It's great because we've always been a little tight on space in our current station. Having a larger footprint can work much better for us logistically. You have been listening to the Collegian Week in Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're your hosts, Lauren Scott and Maddie Welsh. You can find the Collegian online at www.hillsdalecollegian.com or on Twitter and Instagram at hdalecollegian. You can also find previous episodes of the Collegian Week in Review at cwir.transistor.fm. Once again, you've been listening to the Collegian Week in Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.